0: Um, so when Murray asked me to do this, he said, I have an exciting opportunity for you. And I said, I think you mean terrifying. Um, so just uh, to start off really honest, um, I yep, kind of feel like I might throw up or cry. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> just so long
1: as you know, if you throw up, I'm running away because I just don't go with that. Look, neither can I. So it's fine. I, I, I'm sorry i will try to uh maintain my composure if that happens
0: but. Yeah, i probably won't so i think we're okay <laughs> good all confident in that
1: um so i'm slightly terrified too <laughs>
0: welcome to the club
1: thank you thank you murray um so i've got a whole lot of notes here because gabby and i had a little chat this week about um her testimony of jesus and um I suggested to her that not everybody knows who she is, so she needs to kind of fill us in on who she is and where she came from.
0: Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm Gabby. Um, I, uh, I'm i 27. I have been coming to this church for over 20 years. Um, so I feel like I always just assume you all know me, but people have come and gone in that time, and so you probably don't all know everything about me. Um, so... Mm, Where to start? Um, So I was born in Melbourne, fun fact. We moved to Sydney when I was 10 months old, so I don't really remember Melbourne at all. Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother. um, And I don't know, what else? Ask me specific questions, please. (laughs) You you have a mum and a dad, so... Yes, yeah. Um, So that's a complicated story and we will get to that. (laughs) (laughs) However, how did you come to Dural? Um, so we came to Dural, dad got a job working at the sports center. We were living in Parramatta at the time and he was doing something in customer service. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Um, and he, I don't really know the story. Cause again, I was like four or five at the time. So don't ha- wasn't really involved in the decision-making process at that time. Um, but dad got a job working at the sports center and as part of the, Job. The offer was like a car or move in at church, so we moved in at church um, and started coming here. Um, and yeah, so I was like five when so we moved here. Y- when did your mum become involved in children's work here? Oh, uh, so we started coming here, and then I don't know, maybe like a couple of years, a year or two after we moved, in, moved here. Mum took over the kids' ministry here Um, and, yeah, again, really bad with timelines, sorry. (laughs)
1: Um, So, one of my questions here is, um, what was your first memory of God or your understanding of God and how did that lead you to a relationship with God? That's a big question. That
0: is a big question. Um, So, I guess I was blessed to grow up in a family that loved God um, and always grew up like going to church. I think mom and dad used to say like, when I was maybe like a couple of weeks old, mum like took me with her to church band practice and I would sit in the bouncer and bounce away. Um, so I kind of just grew up in church and um, you know, we would listen to, I remember about three tapes that we had in the car. One was a Colin Canon, one was Veggie Tales, and one was like a song rap of the books of the Bible.
1: Um, I think I've got that one.
0: Yeah. So all of that's in my brain now because we listen to it a lot. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of grew up hearing about God and knowing he was real. Um, And I have a very vague memory of being – I might have been like four and – at, I think it was like a kid song rally or something and someone being up the front and asking if you wanted to invite Jesus into your heart. And I feel like I vaguely remember saying yes and praying along with that prayer. But then, as I said, very vague memory. So then when I was about eight, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that actually happened. I feel like I need to have a moment where I've decided. (laughs) So I did it again, Um, prayed the prayer again when I was about eight um, at kids games here up in the loft, what's now the loft. um, And was like, okay, this is my moment where I've decided I'm following Jesus, even though like nothing changed because I think I already was, Um, but yes. And then living very close to church, being a walk across the car park, I, as a very weirdly confident eight year old, would come along to feast (laughs) with mum. um, And I remember like, I don't remember a whole lot, but just like being, in the services, and we used to have those green cards. And I remember for like weeks, every week, I would like fill in my little green card with my terrible eight-year-old handwriting, and I would tick the box. I want to be baptized. And it took I don't know how long before someone was like, "Oh, I think she might be serious. Um, maybe we should <laughs> talk to her about this." Um, and they like signed me up for the back then. We had to do the baptism explained course, and so there was little eight or nine year old me with a bunch of what I now realize that were just teenagers and probably not that much older than me, but they seemed a lot older at the time. Um, and yeah, so I was probably like eight or nine when I decided I wanted to be baptized. I was just like, you know, I knew all the Bible stories and how, um, like in, in Jesus day, people believed and were baptized. So I was like, well, that makes sense. I believe I should be baptized. Why not? Um, and so, yeah, I, it actually, I think ended up being part of like my 10th birthday party. We had a sleepover on the Saturday night and Sunday went to church. I got baptized. My friends came along and yeah, it was really special. I got to be baptized by mum, which was yeah, really special. She was, I guess, um, obviously mum and, you know, taught me all about God. And then also being the kids worker. That was also her role, so it was kind of, yeah, doubly special.
1: Um, I remember that day you were baptised.
0: I actually found the photo this week while I was packing up stuff at home and was like, oh, that's fun.
1: <laughs> well, that's a special photo that needs to be framed. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you, um, what do you remember about praying when you were that young? Do you have
0: memories of, of praying? I do, but not specifically, although I do remember being told that apparently when I was, again, I don't really remember this, but I've been told I was like three or four and apparently I prayed for healing over Jason Stevens, some football player's knee. I don't know what happened with that. He seems to be walking all right <laughs> these days, so. Apparently that's good, the thing I did. Good prayer.
1: Thank God. Um, so you were baptised um, on your 10th birthday and uh, was your mum already unwell at that stage or did that come after that?
0: Oh, no, yeah, no, she would have Yes, been, yes. I think, yeah. Yes, again, timeline's bad at that. Um, but, yeah, so it was, I guess, the fact that I got baptised so young meant that I got to be baptised by her, which was, yeah, really cool. And, and so then can
1: you share with us the impact of her illness and subsequent uh,
0: passing? Yes. Um, so when I was, it was 2002, so I was about eight, um, mum was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I think that time, like it was scary, but I feel like I probably didn't quite understand at all that much. Like cancer is a big word, but when you're eight, you don't really know that much about it. I think I knew that my abuela had died from some kind of cancer when I was little, but it wasn't like, I guess, such a big thing. And I think, you know, with, I guess, the church community and mum and everyone being really like positive and believing, um, for healing and stuff, I think, you know, mum, I guess always encouraged me to just trust God with it. I remember when she was, um, I guess first six, she gave me this, do you remember those, what would Jesus do, wristbands? But there was another version that was like frog, was like fully rely on God. And so I would like wear that or have it in my pocket at school. And anytime I got, I don't know, like worried or sad about it, I could just like hold it and be like, okay, it's gonna be okay, God's got it. Um, And yeah, like, I guess the way that she went through it was always, yeah, I guess with joy and hope. Um, and yeah, I guess eventually she got better. Um, which was exciting. It was like, yay, she's all good. Um, and then would it have been like a couple of years later, I remember being at my friend's house. We had like a bonfire party or something and my friend's mum came and was like, there's a phone call for you. And when you're nine, like you don't get phone calls. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, so I was like, oh, what's happening? And I can't remember if it was mum or dad calling and they, but, and I don't really remember the conversation, but um, basically they told me that she had cancer again. Um, it was in her spine um, and, I remember just being like, yeah, okay. And then like shutting myself in the bathroom, losing it, and then pulling myself back together to go back to the party because I was like, I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm just gonna be okay. Um, And yeah, so that was, (laughs) that was a big um, day, I guess. Um, So yeah, so then she went through like surgery and, chemo and radiation and all of that again. Um, but yeah, I guess that time it was worse. It was more aggressive and she just, um, I guess, got sicker and sicker. Um, and then I think we were trying to work out when it, like the timelines and I think it was like about a year, year and a half. Yeah. We,
1: we both lost the timelines. there. <laughs> <didn't we? laughs>
0: um, yeah, eventually, um, she died. And so that's, that's pretty big for a 10, 11 year old to, I guess I watched her over that time, progressively get sicker. Um, and then was actually in the room when she took her last breath, which was kind of huge. Um, and yeah. So, um,
1: how, how did, you see God in all of
0: that? Did you see God in all of that or is it only as you look back? I think I definitely saw God in it, like from, you know, the way that people came around us um, and like just the support of church. Um, and I think also, I guess, learned to um, like go to him with what I was feeling and that it was okay to not be okay all the time. Um, and even though it was, yeah, it was really hard, but I guess I kind of learnt to, to trust him even when I couldn't see like how it was going to get better. And I know that like people were praying for healing and I probably was as well. Um, and it didn't happen. And that's a, it's quite a big lesson to learn to be okay with that. But I think, yeah, I don't remember specifically, but, I kind of just was like, okay, I know that you're good and I know that you're in control and I know that this is not good, but I'm going to trust that somehow you are still good and you're still in control. Um,
1: Yeah. So just, um, I asked you, I I asked you just about your mum the other day and you just came out with this beautiful statement and, and it's like,
0: yes, yes, can you... Just oh, share with that. Joyous? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, Donna asked me, like, tell me, if, like, you know, tell us about your mum. And I was like, the first memory that popped into my head was she used to clown. Um, she was a clown. Um, she'd do, like, events and stuff. And I remember her, she, her clown persona was Joyous the Clown. And I think that just kind of perfectly summed up who she was. Um, and so, yeah, like, I remember, you know, standing in the bathroom with her while she'd paint on her face and... Um, Yeah,
1: (laughs) And that's a good memory to have. She really was a joyous person. So with your mum's passing, there were then big changes uh, for you. So just share how you uh, went through that part of your journey.
0: Yes. Um, So I guess the biggest thing was, I guess, losing, I don't know if you know about attachment theory, but mum would have been, I guess, my main kind of, attachment person. Um, and sh- like, yeah, we were really close. Um, so that was really hard to, um, yeah, to lose, to lose her. Um, and I think I probably did get a bit angry at God at some points cause I remember, I'm just remembering this now. Um, you know, I think a, not long before she died. I remember, I can't remember again, it was probably dad being like, kind of trying to gently break it, prepare us for the fact that she probably wasn't going to get better. Um, but I think he said like, she probably won't make it past Christmas, but in my head that meant we had till Christmas and then she died in September. And I was like, what is happening? I, that's, I'm not okay with that. Um, <laughs> but I guess kind of, um, yeah, so that was, I guess, learning to then deal with that um, and learning how to live without her um, and to kind of, yeah, I guess, see God again in that. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Sorry. I lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> okay, so what were the changes that happened for you practically?
0: Yes. Um, so I guess practically for the family um dad stopped working at the sports center because he was working late nights and he now had three children to look after on his own um and so we moved um I started high school and I guess that was kind of one of the first times where I was like oh I'm meeting new people and this massive thing has just happened to me but they don't know that and I don't know how to navigate like (laughs) telling people, um, which is honestly a, still an ongoing struggle because I feel like it makes people feel awkward when you say, my mum died when I was 11, when they ask what you're doing on Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we moved to Blacktown. I, Which was um, in some way, I guess, looking back, I can say that that really, um, I guess, impacted who, not who I was friends with, but it kind of helped build some really good friendships at school because we, I was catching buses and trains and things that I wouldn't have been catching otherwise. And then there was the Sevo bus crew. We would, you know, became quite close.
1: You had quite a long commute to and from school.
0: Yeah, bus, train, bus each way. Um, and had a friend, who, like, there was a friend who then lived, like, a couple streets away, which was nice to be able to have someone close by and we got quite close, which I don't know that we would have without many days of bus rides and random conversations. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, it, I guess, pr- another like practical change, I guess, we because we moved, like my sister and I were sharing a room and it was good and bad. There was, <laughs> I think in some ways it brought us closer, in some ways, We're definitely closer since we're no longer sharing a room. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and then when she moved out and a lot of the time, I guess it was just my brother and I. And so we kind of ended up becoming quite close, I guess. It's now, I think originally it was sort of, I took on a bit of a mum role for him because he's younger, like much younger than I am. um, And dad was, uh, you know, working or doing futsal stuff and into interstate or overseas trips and so I kind of grew up quite quickly and learnt to like run a household um, (laughs) a little bit Um, and yeah so it was like I'm 16 I feel like I shouldn't be signing your permission slips for school but or like writing your absent notes I don't know that I'm qualified for that but that's what happened Um, but yeah so we kind of yeah got quite close and kind of Yeah. Kind of had each other, which was cool. Yeah.
1: So, um, so we move forward and, uh, you mentioned, um, just about how you started getting to know God, I guess, more. Mm. Um, can you just share something of that?
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess looking back, sorry. Um, when I was little, I was like real passionate about God, clearly. Um, and I think through high school, like I still loved God, and I still like went to church and read my Bible, went to youth group, and all of that. Um, but I probably was not as—I don't know. I think I maybe was more distracted by other things going on in life, um, and you know, being a teenager and all of that. Um, and so then, where am I going with this?
1: I'll just give you some hints. Thank you.
0: Um, Yeah. So kind of, I guess, like I'd grown up knowing God and knowing all the stories and things. um, And it probably was around kind of end of high school, start of uni, where you kind of were starting to be like, what am I doing with my life? And people would be like, ask God for guidance. And I'd be like, how, (laughs) like I pray and ask, but like, how do I, like, how do I hear the answer? Um and I guess um a few I guess key moments. We're gonna steal your notes. Um (laughs) yes, thank you. Um sorry, I'm a bit rambly. Um so yeah, just kind of through, you know, Bible study, us Bible study group like we did some series on like learning to hear from God. Um and i had you know you have those big kind of conference moments where it's like where it's like it's not about the atmosphere but it's kind of helpful um sometimes i think the atmosphere for me like i would you know we'd be doing worship in church and i'd be like really self-conscious like everyone can hear me everyone can see me and then we went i went to like color conference and it was huge and packed and um dark but also lots of lights and loud and i was like able to kind of, I guess, find a place where it was me and God, even with everything going around, um, and really kind of, I guess, experience him really closely for the first, maybe maybe not the first time, but that I'm remembering. Um, and then I guess, kind of moving forward with different, um, you know, our church has had links with like soul survivor stuff. Um, and learning that like, you know, you know, they'd have times of prayer ministry, and it was just like random kids would just come up and give someone a word. Um, and I was like, "Oh, how do people do this?" Like, I've known God my whole life, but I've not I feel like I hadn't heard from Him. Um, and then, I guess just kind of throughout the last, again, timelines, maybe like five to ten years. That seems like a long time. Um, I think just kind of the. Young adults' faith community had really was really growing in in that and encouraging, um, I guess, encountering God really personally and really learning to hear His voice. Um, and so we, you know, had leaders retreats where we had people like um, Matt Beckenham come and lead us through, um, I guess they call them activations, like just ways to practice learning to hear from God and seeing, like asking him to show you a picture or, you know, something like that. And so I guess, yeah, through, I kind of just learnt how to hear God's voice. Um, and it, it's so cool because he speaks like differently to different people. Um, and so it's kind of just, I guess, learning how he speaks to you. And for me at first, a lot of the time it was like worship song lyrics or, and then it kind of, became kind of, you know, he'd show me a picture or I'd get like a phrase or a verse or something pop into my head. And again, this is something I found while I was packing this week. Um, I found there's a verse in, I should have written down where it's from. I think maybe one of the Corinthians, um, which someone like during one of the services a couple of years ago, um, said that she had a word for me and she'd written it down and she gave it to me and she was like, the verse is a bit random, but hopefully it means something to you. And at the time I was like, mm, I don't know, but now it kind of does. And it's the one where it talks about how we have the mind of Christ and I think looking at that this week, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I guess as we grow closer to God and develop our relationship with him and he's changing, like working in us and changing the way that we think that Sometimes, like it'll be i ra- I'll get like a random thought and be like, I know that's not me, that's just God, um, and so we kind he kind of gives us his
1: thoughts. That's the sanctification process in us. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned um, in worship a moment, and I've written
0: cottage in the
1: woods. <laughs> just <laughs> sorry, that share just say that again. Me,
0: sorry, that phrase makes me think of a nursery rhyme. Um, <laughs> it's not that. There's no huntsman. Um, so I think it was maybe I'm going to say last year, but I mean not 2020, the one before. Um, there was just a moment in worship. I think I was sitting about there um, and I um, I tend to close my eyes during worship because I then don't get distracted or self-conscious about what everyone else is doing. Um, if that helps you try it, it's great. Um, and I just had, I can't remember the song. I don't remember what else was going on but I just remember I was like kneeling with my eyes closed and I just got this picture of this clearing in the woods and there was a cottage and the door opened and Jesus walked out and he gave me a hug and I could like feel the hug um, and then he reminded me of a time when I was probably about 10 or 11 I can't remember if it was before or after mum had died but I were, I was sitting on my bed and I was just I was like, God, I know you're there and I know you're real. And I know like you're my comfort and blah, blah, blah. But like, I just need a hug and you can't do that. And it was like 15 years later and he was like giving me a hug. which was cool.
1: Okay. I'm a bit teary now. Um, oh gosh, now my notes are blurry. Um, so how do you, um, build that sacred space with God now? What's the practical thing you do to build the sacred space?
0: Yeah, um, so I guess over the years I've learned to be alone well. Um, I think it kind of started practically like I would, you know, we lived far away from church, but I would still do like kids' church in the morning and band in the afternoons, and dad would have soccer all day, and so he'd drop me off in the morning and I'd just hang around at Round Corner all day. And so it was like, well, I have to figure out how to, <laughs> how to be alone. Um, and that sort of from that being just a, well, I'm not forced time by myself, but like, this is just what's happening to, I then learnt to kind of, I guess, really value taking that time. And so I would like go to a park by myself or like take myself out to coffee and like sit with God. And, um, at the moment, I'm really into hanging out in my hammock. It's a great time. Um, really gonna be really sad to lose my hammock trees when i move next week um but yeah and just learning to i guess sit and spend time with him um i think it was i don't know where but somewhere in the bible it said like god spoke to moses like a friend face to face and i think yeah just kind of it's been really cool getting to a place where i feel like that's kind of what i can find with god like it's kind of just the two of us hanging out, even if we're just out at a cafe or just like driving along and he's just like there. Um, And yeah.
1: So what are the practical things you do with the word? This is the Baptist in me, as I (laughs) mentioned to you the other day. So we have the word of God. What are the things that you do to enrich your life and communicate with God using the word?
0: Yeah. Um, So I guess part of it is, I guess, having grown up, in church and with such a really strong foundation of knowing the Bible from a young age, it's kind of already in my brain. So sometimes if I am just sitting with God, like it's still kind of, it's in there. Um, but I, um, I did a prophetic mentoring course earlier this year, last year. Um, time is difficult. Um, and one of the, like we kind of over the course went through different, like practicing different ways of hearing from God. And one of them was um, every week we had to every day read a chapter, pick out a verse that kind of stood out to us and write it down, not like with all the references and whatever, but just like write it down and then put them all together like it was kind of a single paragraph and then like read back over it and see kind of what the theme is that's coming out, which was really interesting. Um, the way that people would take verses from all sorts of different parts of the Bible, like over the week, but they all would like fit together well and kind of see what he's saying more than just in one reading of it. it's kind of like lots of things. Um, and yeah, so that's been something I've been doing recently. I've also, I guess at the moment I'm kind of going through from the start to the finish. It's taking a while. I kind of have been a bit on and off in the last year with that. Um, but you know there are some bits that are kind of tricky to get through you kind of get stuck a little bit and in the numbers dry. and leviticus and there's lists of names and you're like i don't want to read another list of names tomorrow so however <laughs> well no i did um so i've previously done ones where it's like the genres which is a another interesting way so every day you read from a different genre. A different genre, so So you mean a different... Like the the law, the history, the... Right, a different part of the Bible. A different part of the Bible each day, which helped, I found. So I don't know if that's helpful for anyone else. You just can Google online a plan. So so just share, in in reading
1: those sort of tricky parts of the Bible, how God has spoken to you even in those places.
0: Mm. Look, I'm not going to lie, there have definitely been times where I've read, read through and particularly when we were doing that, and every day I had to kind of come up with something where I would read a chapter and be like, I got nothing out of this. I'm just going to go to a psalm because that's <laughs> more fun. Um, but even in that, I think at the moment I've been reading through where like Solomon has, is building the temple and there's a lot of the specifications and stuff. But even within that, there's, there'll be something that kind of says, like speaks um, to something that stands out that is a bit different. Um so and, oh sorry. sorry, go on. Sorry. Go on. I just wanted to Yeah, no, I was doing that this morning because I again time is difficult and I for some reason was ready to leave about an hour before I needed to be here and then was like, wait, church doesn't start at nine thirty, it starts at ten. What are you doing? Um <laughs> so I was reading and this is a verse that stuck stuck out to me um this morning and I felt like I needed to share it. Um, so it was about, I think Solomon was like blessing the temple after he finished it. Um, and this was the verse. So it was, for I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honoured forever. I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. And then when I read that, like obviously back in those days, there was the temple and that was where God's presence was. But then with Jesus and the tearing of the curtain, like, we now become his temple so then i'm going to read it again because with that in mind that like we are his temple um so for i have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy a place where my name will be honored forever i will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart and like reading that as like oh that's about me (laughs) i read it and he was like uh yeah that's that's you and i was like and where's it from uh, Two Chronicles chapter seven verse sixteen. That's
1: important, so that people can can find it. Can find it because that's all of us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Who love the Lord? Um, so you mentioned <clears throat> the book Hinds feet high places, and just um, I guess looking back over everything that's happened to you in your life so far, mm-hmm. um, how how I. I guess that's, you, you made a statement to me about that as well. Just yes. where God is in all of that.
0: Um, yes. So last year, um, I should stop trying to timestamp things. Um, you gave me this book um, called High and Speed on High places. That's because Sally Phil suggested it to me. Thank you, Sally. It's a great book. Um, it's like an allegory of someone learning to kind of follow they call it the shepherd. Yes. Yes. They yes. call him the shepherd. She, the shepherd. Yeah. Um, and he's book. taking her on this journey to um, the high places, or like the kingdom of, which basically like, yeah, the kingdom of God. Um, and her name is Much Afraid, which I very much identified with. <laughs> um, and she's goes on this journey with... No, sorrow and suffering suffering. are her guides. Um, And it's this winding journey and there's this point where she's like, okay, we look like we're walking towards like the end goal, the high places. And then the path like takes a turn and walks in the opposite direction. And she's like, but we're going there. Why are we going that way? That doesn't make sense. Um, And the shepherd was like trust me and so she trusted and like went in what looked like the opposite direction through like stuff that didn't seem like it was helpful. Um, But eventually I guess through kind of doing that she learned some lessons and it turned out like, you know, it looked like there was a better way or a quicker way up to where they were going but that way would have been more dangerous and she wouldn't have made it and so I guess that to me was like a picture of life and how, yeah, even when things don't seem to be going the way that you think that they should or the way that makes sense, um, that God is still working in it and that he's doing something, even if you can't see it. And then at some point, you'll be able to look back and be like, ah, I see what you did there. That makes sense. I guess this is why you're God and I'm not. Um, so is there
1: anything else? Uh, I, fe- I feel like that's a lovely closure. Um, but is there anything else? That seems like a good place to stop. <laughs> um, can I just pray for you and uh, pray for all of us, really? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Gabby's words this morning and the way she has shared the testimony of you in her life. In the good times, Lord, and in the hard times. Lord, we thank you that your spirit fills her and your light shines from her. And we pray that wherever she goes and whatever she does, that your light will shine out from her and shine upon all those she encounters and bless those all those she encounters. And for all of us, Lord, who've heard Gabby's words this morning and listen to her testimony of Jesus in her life that you will use that in our lives to grow us to draw us closer to you to fill us more with your spirit Lord to encourage us and bless us in Jesus name Amen.